Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy game show podcast hosted by me, Nate Bregolia. Each week, I subject my guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. I nailed it, Shannon, didn't I? I love it. I finally did it right. With me, as always, is Shannon Page. Shannon, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Good, good. You excited? I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. Today's game is about claws. So you excited about (laughs) talking claws? That's right. I I forgot about that. I am excited about claws. Oh, it's going to be great. And there's a reason why we're talking claws, because the most important claw who exists (laughs) in the universe is laughing into the mic right now, and she's Courtney Law. Courtney, welcome back to the show. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. This is the first time you've been on the show since we were just recording in the Irish Snug basement. Yeah, this used to be um, a beer-based podcast. And it still is, but... Uh, a pub-based podcast, I yeah, should say. Now yeah, it's, uh, now it's a basement-based podcast, which... Yeah, oh man, we are, uh, we are decked out. Everybody has their own mic, headphones, it's just like last week. I don't know why I'm still so excited about it, but I am. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. It is, it is. And special thanks to, to Rex and Steno for supplying the... Uh, the recording space, and the audio equipment. We need to pitch Steno at the end of every episode. Hell yes, we do. Steno Denver. It's the place where you can co-work and uh, have friends, too. I don't know. That's not the official tagline. Co-work and co-mingle? Yeah. Ooh, there you go. It's true. I feel like, I mean, we're mingling right now. It kind of makes it sound like a sex club, though. I don't know. Those are in. Yeah. Everybody, everybody put your business card in the bowl. Very ice storm. Working space plus ice. We should we should talk to Rex about franchising. We'll just open our own. That is just that. I think that would be excellent. Um, So yeah, Courtney, you're back, and we're doing we're doing a show catered to your nickname. Can you tell me briefly, like, I mean, I I think it's probably pretty obvious how mm-hmm. it came about but is there something is there a special story about how you got the nickname claw well first of all thank you for having me back and creating a whole show around my nickname that i don't even know what to say thank you um Dude, that's really you shouldn't special. thank me until okay. after the show's over yeah. <laughs> wait to see what kind of questions i'm in over my head then um uh i don't know i think at some point, I needed to put my first initial and my last name on an assignment, I'm going to guess. I think I was in the second or third grade. This is roughly when I, like, put this together. And I was just like, claw. And, that like, that's who I am. Like, that's my, my essence. I and, like it. Uh, and I would draw, like, a paw with some claws on the end. Like, the nice. Face, like, yeah. Yes. Next to claw, like, that's how I would sign things, like, starting at a really young age. So, um, but it didn't really... It's, I don't know. People, I think, have pretty strong opinions about, like, if your nickname should be bestowed upon you or if you're allowed to give it to yourself. So I, I felt a little weird about giving myself a nickname, even though I loved it. So I didn't push it too hard. And then it really picked up steam, actually, not until I was an adult. Uh, I had a um, personalized license plate on my Harley. Oh, nice. <laughs> that said plot, which really, I think, kind of solidified it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's pretty badass. 
And then um, my friends started calling me Claw more and more, and that's like the only thing that I really answer to now. I don't hear Courtney a lot. And then my my partner of five years refers to me as Claw Baby, which is like just like melts me every time. Aww, so, yeah. that is very sweet. <laughs> so it's yeah, Claw Baby. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Um, and yeah, you're and you're and you're getting married pretty soon. Yeah, so so pre congratulations oh, wow. from the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, that's so close. Thank you. It really is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm happy that that's where your nickname came from, and, uh, <laughs> because I, I think it's, it's good when we generate our own, our own name. You know what I mean? It's nice to have somebody else tell you what your name is, mm-hmm. but it's really cool when you sort of, especially in the way that you were validated by, mm-hmm. validated later in life with it. So yeah, I think no, that's very cool. I think I, now that I'm like processing it here on your, on your, podcast, <laughs> your game show podcast, I actually think it's pretty cool that I had like a um like a good idea I think about what my who I was like that it was part of my identity you know oh hell yeah I think it's super cool that you decided like like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be this which I think I mean just from everything I know about you it speaks a lot to to your to your character like you embraced your vision of yourself (laughs) and uh and And I've been working on it ever since that's unique yeah I mean because yeah I mean you weren't you you weren't stuck with a junior or something and you weren't kind of what I don't know yeah I actually added a junior to my name when I was a kid. I, I wanted to be, thought it was cool. I wanted to be a junior, yeah. So I added Are you? it. Am I a junior? Yeah. No, but my dad is a junior. Oh, um, is so he really? So I just assumed that meant that I was also a junior. Yeah, right, because you're the next of, yeah. yeah. You'd be a <laughs> so third. No, no, I thought not I was a junior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> junior, junior. <laughs> I remember really wanting uh, to be able to have an initialed uh name mm-hmm. because there was this guy named jr who was in in my school and granted like he was he was like a farm guy uh we were never friends i don't really have any reason to have had an affinity toward that mm-hmm. but i just really always thought like ah oh, it would be cool if i could just have initials for a name instead of a stupid regular name you, are, you really have matter. you have a nickname though right what's your is is your full name nate well, no, it's Nate, Nathan. It's yeah, my full so name. You've yeah, got it. You've yeah, got no, a Nate, Nate. Nate is a nickname. No, it works. It's still. I don't. Works. E- I don't even have a nickname. I call you Shan sometimes. No, you don't. I'll start calling you Shan. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> what if I call you Shan Junior? <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay, great. I'm going to call you Shan Junior from now on. You shall hear for to be known. As. <laughs> Let's see if I actually remember to respond to that. Right. Like, who are you talking It'll to? Take some time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this week, uh, the theme of the episode is claws and Courtney, I, I believe you would like to defer and have Shannon pick mm-hmm. the first topic. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to do that. Shan Jr. <laughs> yes. Pick one through 10. Um, I'll go with, uh, right in the middle, number five. Number five. Okay. It's time for fuck, Mary kill. Ooh. We're going to play early. a little fuck, Mary. I know. It's <laughs> get, just get ready to roll now. I uh, this. both of you are going it's to have, now. yeah. It's a new mini game that rotates in and out. Yeah, we're so, like half mini games now. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, we have big ideas, but not necessarily <laughs> very thorough ideas. Uh, so this week for fuck Mary kill, and you're both going to get to play. Uh, so Shan Junior, mm-hmm. your options are. <laughs> I don't to... know. I'm not liking it now. That I'm <laughs> okay, well we don't. Well, maybe maybe like uh, maybe like a, a a spice. I'm I'm over I'm overdoing it. Yeah, you know, we'll like the, the dishes. Yeah, the dishes getting overpowered. <laughs> Um, so your options for Fuck, Mary Kill are Santa Claus, Ooh. Sebastian the Crab, from Little Mermaid. From Little Mermaid, yep, okay. Yep, yep, yep. 
or Clarissa Darling from Clarissa Explains It All. So who would you like to fuck? Who would you like to marry? And who would you like to kill? That's a good one. Um, I think that I'm going to marry Santa Claus because... Not, no, no, I'm changing. I'm changing. Okay, yep. Quick I'm gonna audible. Marry, I'm going to marry uh, Sebastian. Okay. The lobster. Sure, yeah. Because he's got, like, a good sense of right and wrong, and I feel like he'd be a good life partner. Like he, And he would probably sing every lesson to you. He would sing a lot would, of which, lessons. Which could be cloying at certain points, but I think it would, would be generally enjoyable. He would enjoyable. do his half of the chores. Yeah. He would, yeah, he'd be, a good, he'd be a good person to raise children with. <laughs> he, he <laughs> would be into the fact that he's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> what would they look like? <laughs> um, well, claw. some of them yeah, would I mean, be Sh- Shan Jr. Jr. is going to be Lobster a mess. I'm going to fuck Clarissa because she knows it all. Sure. Oh yeah. So she's gonna she's gonna hit all the she buttons. She knows it all. She That's knows it all. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Santa. Oh shit. Damn. That is harsh. I know. I know. It was a process of elimination. Yeah. Mostly I, because if I marry Santa, I don't want to live in the North Pole because it's cold. Plus, like, he only works one day a year, so you're, like, dealing with his, like, train sets and all this other shit all the time. He's, he's like, He's gonna be puttering around. around the house. He's got, like, his own entourage that's all, always around him. Oh, yeah. There's gonna be just a bunch of elves, like, popping up, sitting on the couch, like, drinking, putting beer? their hands like, in their pants. Oh, Santa, make your friends go home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. I, I appreciate that. Claw, what do you think? I'm gonna kill the crab. I'm really into, like, human interaction and <laughs> human touch. <laughs> I think we can assume that cartoon crab meat tastes as good or better than regular crab meat too. So if you're oh, yeah, into bonus. that, I, don't I mean, just kill him. I get yeah. to eat him. You get to you and and maybe like it's a copious amount, like how most cartoon characters have infinite space in their bags. Like maybe he's infinite, just like a font of meat. crab meat. <laughs> yeah, and you just need a lot of butter. A lot, yeah. I'm there for it. I'm going to marry Santa because he seems like a real provider, and also I collect toys, and I just think that would be really fun. Which is good. You'd get a lot of first edition stuff Yeah, i get a lot Santa. of... Do you think he'd bring a lot of toys into the bedroom? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play the, like, we're married so we don't have sex. Like, okay. Uh, like, I'm going to fast forward through that, and that, that we just, like... Um, talk about how much we love Christmas because I do really love Christmas uh, and there's and no practical the <laughs> there's not really a good practical application for like yeah. uh, pulling in the duck on a string uh, in the bedroom <laughs> I mean I could yeah. see the quacking might be interesting maybe not the way you're doing it hey oh. <laughs> and I would definitely fuck uh, Melissa John Hart or Clarissa yeah <laughs> oh, one. at least back then right because yeah. now she's kind of uh, I think she's oh. a pretty staunch uh, person who wouldn't uh, partake in that because I think she's pretty Christian religious really? right wingy I didn't know I that I think so I could be misspeaking no I don't think I've heard that I, okay well maybe that. not maybe she's not maybe she's just Stacy Dash on the other hand yeah yeah lots of problems there yeah but, <laughs> but still, still very attractive <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, that the, is that the woman from Clueless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. also a Connie video and she's like a Fox or she was a Fox News commentator yeah. or some kind yeah that yeah. was fun Cool. Hey, great job. Uh, you both answered correctly, and I'm going to give you each uh, three points. So Good there you start. go. Good start. Now, Courtney, you get to pick uh, one through nine. Uh, one. Number one. All right. 
Courtney, do you have a vague idea about Dr. Claw? Um, I believe I do, yes. Okay. Shannon, do you yeah, have a yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Claw? Yeah. All right. Courtney, let's talk about Dr. Claw. What do you know? <laughs> I believe it was from Inspector Gadget, and he was the evil character on Inspector Gadget. Very good. And um, the idea here is to just bloviate as much as I can, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, whatever you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe bring in some personal anecdotes. Yeah. <laughs> I love Inspector Gadget. If you would, I wanted a trench you know, coat for yeah. a long time. I, I have one now, so I can check that box. <laughs> you've also got that. You've also got the helicopter hat thing, which I think is really like it looks good on you. I do. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the radio; they can't see what you're actually yeah. wearing, so we can make stuff up. Um, and he had um, a. Um, Something was wrong with his hand. Uh, I can't remember what the word is. It was like partially robotic or something, I believe. And um, that's why he was called Dr. Claw. One hand, I think. I don't think it was both. And I believe he had a cat that he would pet with this robotic hand. And that is the extent of my knowledge. That's very good. Very good. Shannon, can you add anything? I mean, there's not much more to add. He had a bunch of henchmen. Oh, yeah. That he would send after Inspector Gadget. Yeah. That was good. That was a good jam. Good, good, good team effort there. Um, oh, and he would always uh, fail. Mm-hmm. And when he failed, he'd say, I'll get you next time, Gadget. Actually, that's scarier than he actually was. I'll get you next time, Gadget. <laughs> I forgot uh, that. That's good. Uh, I have a friend from college, Rachel uh, Blackman, who used to do a thoroughly accurate and terrifying impression of Dr. <laughs> that voice. Nice. Um, so, hey, maybe maybe she'll respond to the podcast and, 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 and do a little a, recording and send it to us, because it, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> she sounds just um, like... And so you always wanted a trench coat. I always wanted Penny's computer book, and I realized recently like in the last couple of years, that I do have one now. It's friggin' a tablet. Oh, yeah. So Penny's computer book became reality, which yeah. kind of blows my mind. And Penny's like an OG hacker. And also, oh, yeah. uh, uh, the main, my main point of empathy from watching Inspector Gadget came through Penny and, and Brain, really. But oh, yeah. The, the fact that, because uh, I, I really like... Yeah, you can relate to Gadget. I used to hate that show. I would watch it, but I would hate watch it primarily yeah, I hate, because I hate watched a lot of TV as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but primarily because it's like it's the story of an inept asshole who keeps making mistakes and getting bailed out and thinking he didn't. It's basically the story of our current president. Yeah, he's dumb, right? He, <laughs> yeah. He's just like a fuck up, and Penny's yeah. the one who's actually masterminding. She everything. she swoops in and fixes everything a, and gets no <laughs> exactly and gets zero credit. Uh, Doctor Claw. Also known as Claw, Sanford Skolex, Uncle George, by Billy, is what this says on the official Inspector Gadget wiki. Your clawfulness by his henchman and Inspector Gadget, too. I'm going to need you to refer to me as Your clawfulness? I'm I'm down. I'm down. We got Chan Jr. and your clawfulness. Uh, Irving Balonius Claw Jr. in the 2015 series. Uh, He is the leader of MAD. Uh, criminal genius and a mad scientist. Mother, mothers against drunk driving. <laughs> Only one D, so maybe just mothers against driving in general. I, I'm not sure. Mothers uh, against driving. Just don't do it. Dr. Claw always intends to do what he can to achieve wealth or world domination. 
Not to mention eliminating his arch nemesis, Inspector Gadget, and the Gadgetinis, which I've never heard that term before, but thank you, Internet. Uh, Is that however, Kenny and Brian? They're the Gadgetinis? I guess so. It's like the Scooby Gang. but But it sounds like a... It sounds like a drink that Inspector Gadget would mix, and it would have like paint thinner. I don't know. And yeah, it would be paint thinner <laughs> and, and uh, bouncy balls. <laughs> sure, drink it. I'm great. I'm. A, I'm a, ugh, man. Uh, however, his plans tend to constantly backfire when his men get arrested. Oh, can I add one more thing before yeah, I say it? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of loosely based on Get Smart. Oh yes. Well, it wasn't. It was the same guy who did the voice. Was it? I think so. I just remember Get Smart was kind of like the same inept spy situation. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was the same guy. I never put that together. I love that show. That was 66 and 99, right? Yes. Agent. Yes. 66 and Agent 99. 99. Yeah. Yeah, Don Adams did the voice of Inspector Gadget on the original cartoon. So there's. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I watched it as a kid at Nick at Night. And I wasn't, That's kind of one of the reasons I hesitated when you said it. I was like, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. I like, would be that. And yeah. he's like, phone, his shoe could be Shoe phone. phone. There was that weird Steve Carell movie with Anne Hathaway that came out that Never was, uh, that. I, I haven't seen it either. Um, one of my best friends is like a huge Get Smart fan and I got her that movie for her birthday one year and... And, and she, you haven't spoken since. Yeah, she. I don't think she ever watched it. <laughs> She's like, oh, thanks. I like the TV like a nice <laughs> I mean, that would be like uh, liking The Man from Uncle and then seeing the movie The Man from Uncle that came out, I think, two years ago that had, uh, what's his face, Henry Cavill and Army Hammer in it. And it was just like, oh, so you just like made it an action movie. Cool. Yeah. That's not really what it was. It was, I mean, whatever. Hey, great job, guys. I'm going to give Courtney a Two points, and I'm going to give Shan Jr. a point and a half. <laughs> Shan Jr., you get to pick the next topic. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. I it's, thought it I know. Me, I know. It's not working. Shannon, um, you get to pick the next topic. I'll go with number four. Number four. Do you have a vague idea about the emoluments clause? The what? The emoluments clause. I do not. Okay. It's a... Uh, you've heard of it recently, probably, for sure, but yeah... Uh, I don't even know that word you're saying. Your clawfulness? Uh, <laughs> the emoluments clause? Do you have a vague idea about that? Can you spell that? Bad political. Bad politico here. Yeah. It is spelled E-M-O-L-U-M-E-N-T-S. Yeah, that doesn't help me. It relates specifically to listening to Taking Back Sunday albums and drawing uh, charcoal pictures of yourself and how sad you are. Emo human <laughs> Never mind. That took too long to land. I should know this. Uh-huh. Let's start. Um, so I have to just keep talking even if I am yeah. clear, right? Okay. You can pass. It's between. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can just pass and you'll both get points, and I'll just say what it is if you want to do that. It's, <laughs> it's really up to you. No, I mean, it's, there will be no embarrassment. All right, we've got a few things on the table here politically that where this comes up with some regularity, so they're all kind of jumbled in my head at the moment. Um, and uh, one has to do with the grounds for impeachment, and um, one has to do with um, the... I don't know where I was going with that. Um, so I was going to go with the impeachment one, and it has to do with uh, what... A president, a sitting president, this is part of the Constitution. Um, what a sitting president can and cannot be, like the standard by which impeachment is 
a possibility. Um, and I'm going to stop there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you're not incorrect. It's not precisely <laughs> it. It's <Okay>. um, <laughs> my favorite response. Yeah. Well, you're not incorrect. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it in this uh, th This is uh, the title of nobility clause is another term for it. It is a provision in Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8 of the U.S. Constitution that prohibits the federal government from granting titles of nobility and restricts members of the government from receiving gifts, emoluments, offices, or titles from foreign states and monarchies yes. without the consent yes. of the U.S. Congress. Uh, the clause is subject to interpretation. It's also known as the Emoluments Clause. Uh, it was designed to shield federal office holders of the United States against so-called corrupting foreign influences. Yeah. The clause is reinforced by corresponding prohibition on state titles of nobility in Article 1, Section 10, and more generally by the Republican Guarantee Clause in Article 4, Section 4. Uh, basically, it's like... Um, don't you're build, not supposed don't get to, money for hotels you're, being built in Russia or well, you're not <laughs> supposed to be benefiting from interactions with foreign governments when you are working in government. If you're say uh, a state representative, you're not supposed to get a really slick deal uh, like a a state granted loan to build a, an addition to your house right yeah and it seems nor, reasonable yeah nor nor <laughs> should you perhaps be able to say uh host world leaders at your florida-based hotel where you make money off of every aspect of mm -hmm. of their stay mm -hmm. and then further discuss things with them yeah, yeah, junk that. like that no i mean it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy and i picked it because it's so obscure and inapplicable to the current <laughs> situation now it seems like it's difficult to prove or to like make it sticky in some way i, I don't know there's lots of so many angles that seem like oh yeah duh like mar-a-lago or like right, anything I, that's happening with hotels that are like currently being built it just seems like you shouldn't like the point of it is maybe you can't do personal business while you're serving as a public officer yeah which I think that could be very cut and dry. Like, hey, so you don't get to like you're not gonna you're not gonna collect this. You're not gonna run your business. You're not gonna... whatever. But, but but it's not working. No. Yeah. Or at least it's not being enforced. I'm not really sure where well, where we stand on this. Mm -hmm. uh, but excellent job. I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> you didn't give her a chance to say what she thought. Well, Shannon passed. Oh, I passed. Oh, yeah. I passed. Shannon okay. passed. Okay. Uh, so Courtney, I'm going to give you a, a point because you got you got near there, and you, Shannon. You can give me a half zero point. points. That was a weak effort on my part. Well, I I, I think a point's okay. I'm, okay. I, I feel right. good about it. Um, and uh, let's see, we're back to uh, back to your clawfulness. <laughs> so good. One through seven. Three. Number three. Okay, do you have a vague idea about 2015's The Lobster? This is a film. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have a vague idea about it? No. No? Shannon. Yeah, I know that one. Okay. Vague. All right. <laughs> Great. It's on my recommended all the time, and I never, like, click on it. Yeah, you might like it. Well, okay. uh, Shannon, what do you know about it? Um. Okay, I know... I know the guy that stars in it is famous and pretty. Uh -huh. And there's a girl that stars in it that's also famous and pretty. Ooh. And I think her name is Rachel. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and the director is someone also. Uh, it's the same director that is also a did uh, The Favorite. 
Yes, very, um, very good. His name I can't remember right now. But I do know the plot because I've seen it. And it's about a society where you have to be coupled up. And a guy recently going through a breakup goes to a retreat hotel area where he will meet other single people. And if he doesn't couple up within 30 days, you get turned into an animal. And he chooses to be turned into a lobster. And other people choose other animals. And he escapes the hotel and runs off with a group of people in the woods that don't believe that you need to be coupled up. But he falls in love with one of them. (laughs) Conflict! Yeah, yep. very good. That was very good. And uh, and good job not spoiling it, because uh, are you going to watch it now? I might. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's we don't want to really spoil good. it too really much. Bizarre. Dogtooth. The director also did Dogtooth, which mm-hmm. is another... It's a weird German guy, so it's very, like, He's kind Greek. of... freaks. Yeah. Okay. No. It's very, like, existential, kind of, like, am I actually understanding this? If I was 16, I feel like I would, like, be like, that's the best movie I've ever seen, but now that I'm older, I'm like, maybe I... So it's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this director also did uh, the killing of the sacred deer, uh, which came out I think a couple of years ago yeah. with with the same actor with Colin Farrell as the lead. Um, Colin Farrell, Rachel Vice is in this movie. Who I mean, I don't know about you, but Rachel Vice was always on my list we're of on, like uh, celeb. We're on the same page. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the lobster came out in 2015. It is directed. She was in the favorite too. Yes. Yes, she yes. was. She is awesome in the favorite. Yeah. That movie is Extra really hot. good. I like yeah. that. That movie is so good. Um, yeah. Uh, the Lobster is an absurdist dystopian black comedy film directed, co-written, and co-produced by Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm. Uh, I don't know why that name wasn't just at the tip of my phone. I know, right? <laughs> With how often you hear Yorgos? I mean, it's like Shan Jr., Yorgos. These things just happen every day. I'm pretty impressed uh, I could name two other movies he directed. The, Come no, on. Was good. You did great. Really you did great. Yeah. Film setting, uh, single people are given 45 days to find a romantic partner or otherwise turned into animals. It stars Colin Farrell as a newly single man trying to find someone so he can remain human. And Rachel Weisz as a woman. Well, I think woman. John C. Riley's in it, too. Yes, John C. Riley is also so in it. Uh, and yeah, there's a, there, there's a uh, kind of a, so Colin Farrell has a dog, which you kind of get the sense that the dog is actually his sibling. It was his brother, yeah. Who turned into the dog. You so don't get the sense. They, I think he straight up says I, that. Yeah, like, he this probably does. My brother. Yeah, <laughs> which is wild. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting movie. Um, it'll be kind of divisive. The ending is is complicated, but that's what we expect from a movie like that. From I mean, Yagos. We, from we, I mean, if you yeah. know Yagos. Yeah, we all we all <laughs> saw the favorite, and uh, we all saw the ending of that, which is definitely conflicted because you go from thinking that. Uh, the queen is like super soft and chill. To oh no, she's like now she's in control of Emma Stone. And have her. you seen Dogtooth? No. It, so it's one of his earlier movies. It is really good, but really weird because it's about a family that keeps their three kids on their property and like teaches them words wrong and won't that like won't that let them have any contact with the outside world oh wow and tells them that they have to like grow this dog tooth before they can leave and of course that's not a thing so it yeah. doesn't happen it's oh, really it's, weird and really it's like good. a it's like a snipe hunt but or like or snipe hunt? children what in the at- no, flowers and no Ch- children in the attic or oh yeah, flowers, flowers in the attic flowers yeah. in the attic uh-huh. yeah well how one like the kids knew what was happening to them oh so yeah, which we like. This is like the this, kids think everything that's happening is normal and huh. are kind of into it, and they think this is just the way the world is. And so you're watching it, and you're like, 
this is weird. It's like room, but it's like without the room, but only for the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, they are in prison though. Well, they are. Yeah, yeah. Their their dad's basically keeping them in prison. Jeez, dads, you know what the hell? I highly recommend. What is it about to... men, guys? What is it about men? <laughs> Let's just get into this. Uh, great job, uh, Shannon. I'm going to give you a point, Courtney. No points. Uh, and, uh, we're, uh, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back Sad to, silence. we're back to Shannon. Um, one through six. I'll go with three. Number three. Do you have a vague idea about Rowena Ravenclaw? Vague. Okay. Courtney? No. No? no. Not at all? Oh, wow. Okay. I Shannon, don't. what do you got? What do you got? She was the founder of the Ravenclaw house in the Harry Potter series. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I only got through one book. That's right. That's, That's all right. I got. That's all I got. I'm surprised. I thought for some reason that would be in your wheelhouse, but maybe I, something. I, it's I not over it. or underestimating. It's just a matter of misreading the, the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on fantasy. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought I was entertained, but I wasn't like, I can't get enough of this. Like, oh <laughs> I, I have to read six more books. <laughs> I have to go to London and see the train station. Like, I, I want to be a boy that. wizard too. Yeah, I didn't have that reaction. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, because you're casting, you're casting real life spells. Now there's a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are enchanting people with artwork, which is a, a valuable real world skill. Yeah, what what is what is your position at the uh, at the NCA? I'm the director of communications and experience. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, Courtney's. That sounds like a fun job. It's so fun. Nice. It's. I can't believe they pay me to have this much fun during the day. <laughs> if awesome. uh, if you ever need to hire someone to do a podcast, uh, I'm available. I'm looking into it. We just did it first, actually. That <laughs> Ooh, right I, on. It was an NPR podcast. That's podcast super cool. That, that I brought into the museum. It was like an exit interview for Museum Confidential. Oh, nice. With our director who's leaving and um we sold tickets there are about 50 people there is that adam lerner mm -hmm. yeah and um i loved it wow. i thought it was, it was like there was a q a period and it's just it's actually really fun to observe that kind of conversation oh that yeah way. isn't it yeah and then it, and it lives on it's not just like an artist talk that you see and then like put out of your head yeah um, i love that so i'm i'm looking into it great mm -hmm. I will uh, I will be watching my phone <laughs> because I have important information like Rowena Ravenclaw was one of the four founders of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and gave her name to the Ravenclaw house. Noted for her cleverness and creativity, Ravenclaw was regarded as the most brilliant witch of her time. Her daughter was Helena Ravenclaw, who later became the Ravenclaw house ghost, the Grey Lady. That's some that's some deep Harry Potter cut because I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, isn't that what the New York Times is called? Yeah, the great. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the old. Is it the old gray lady? Or is it just the gray lady? The old gray mare. Oh yeah, ain't what she used to do. Oh yeah, uh, the Sorting Hat reveals in its song that Rowena Ravenclaw wanted the cleverest students for her house. Along with the, the other founders, Rowena helped give the Sorting Hat brains to allow it to sort the students itself after they were gone uh quick aside sorting hats houses and harry potter there's really only one that's clearly bad and the rest of them seem to be like well you'd really want all these people kind of lumped in one well let's see it's sneaky smart brave and happy or basically like you're one of those four things right but like why isn't why isn't smart 
why didn't we go with smart? <laughs> well, brave. Yeah, but brave, like, there are a lot of... Okay. The whole story is about Just, the brave people. It is and it isn't, right? Because, like, I think culturally in the United States, we have a problem with bravery as a concept. And we assume that bravery means heroism and that heroism means good. And that is a false uh, argument. Well, maybe you can blame our current situation on the Harry Potter novels and write I, some sort of thesis about it. I think I'm going to. <laughs> I think that would be misguided. It's true. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting because I think like, why? Why wouldn't you want like? Wouldn't the cool story be about the clever kids who solve these things? Like, I guess maybe not because brave people run into the fray. They screw up. That creates conflict, thus creating a novel. Where smart people would be like, well, I planned it out. Maybe we I should tell some it. adults about what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, my headmaster is my friend, and he's the strongest wizard in the world. Maybe I should give him a clue. Spoiler alert for Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, great job. Okay. <laughs> Sitting here uh, dumbfounded. Yeah. Courtney, Courtney uh, no, no points. I'm sorry. Uh, Shannon, you're going to get a fine. point. And uh, we're back to your clawfulness. One, one through five. Uh, five. Number five. All right. Do you have a vague idea about Tim Allen's cocaine? <laughs> what? Um, he played Santa Claus yeah. in the movie The Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out how it was oh, related sure. to Claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> His cocaine? His cocaine, yeah. Do you, know, do you know anything about Tim Allen and cocaine? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I watched... Uh, his show, and I thought it was t this was a, a, a hate t hate watch like Home situation for me. It it's terrible because it was on, and there weren't a lot of options at the time. And I think his stand up is fucking awful. Uh huh. He's and kind of terrible. That's general. all I know. We're gonna get sued by Tim Allen. No, we won't. I'm allowed to have an opinion. About <laughs> it. Yeah. We're and we're yeah. only going to talk about what actually happens. You so actually commented on his stand up it. in his show. I actually just said he's terrible. So. <laughs> I'll get sued <laughs> for defamation. Uh, I guess I'm passing again. Well, you, I mean, you said enough that, I mean. I, That's I, enough? Yeah, you're going to get, he you're gonna get at least. He cocaine. How's that? So add he that? might have. <laughs> uh, he allegedly snorted cocaine. I think that's fair. We can say allegedly. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so he, this, it's funny that you bring this up because especially with Toy Story 4 coming out. Right. Every time I see him do a Toy Story interview, I'm like, I cannot believe this fan is connected to Disney. He was arrested before he was famous for transporting, I think, like a ton of cocaine across state lines what with the dick. intention to sell. So yeah. basically he was a cocaine, uh, I don't know, he was allegedly a cocaine a runner. Dealer. He was a definitely smuggler. a runner. A mule. And he was definitely arrested Damn. for it. And he's got like a mugshot where he just looks like the creepiest hick on the planet. I never, I never heard this. And the fact that Disney is like, yeah, we're going to cut ties with all kinds of people for all kinds of beliefs, but we're going to keep this, like, cocaine smuggler as one of our main characters of our Pixar line. <laughs> Drives me crazy. I hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on October 2nd of 1978. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, pretty much all of history is littered with terrible men. Right? I mean, that's fair. Well, I think I'm more that's mad fair. at Disney than him. Yeah. Disney is cut off, like, all the things Disney has have has done, where they've they've cut like they've fired Sean Gunn and oh yeah they, they're they're like for like they're like oh you did a tweet ten years ago we're gonna fire you but 
Oh, Tim Allen, you're Buzz Lightyear, so we're going to keep you around forever, even though you're... Sorry. Oh, no. They, <laughs> and they, they, they still... I think ABC, which is owned by Disney, still runs mm-hmm. his show Last Man Standing, which is basically like a... He has another show. Yeah, it's like a... It's a current era sort of his... Uh, this is when men were men kind of program well, about... Well, he has no other... He's a one Yo, no, nah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's his gear. And, and the thing, what I will say is that, like... I used to watch Home Improvement with my dad when I was a kid, and there were there were things that were gra- that were like good in it because it it was still in a time where like maybe sitcoms weren't trying to, or at least there wasn't like an agenda attached to the sitcom the way that there is now. Because my understanding of Last Man Standing is that he's basically like, well, he's the only I, this is the only man in like a group of women and. Yeah, he's got to like carry the torch for this, and it's this it's this whole political statement. It's just like, ugh, dude, like we get it. You're you're extremely wealthy from TV, and you're conservative because of that, and whatever. Like, great, get over it. You also did definitely get arrested on October second, nineteen seventy eight, at the Kalamazoo Battle Creek International Airport for possession of over six hundred and fifty grams, one point four three pounds of cocaine. He subsequently pleaded guilty to felony drug trafficking charges and rolled on a bunch of other people in exchange for a sentence of three to seven years rather than a possible life imprisonment. He was paroled in uh, June of 1981 after serving two years and four months at the Federal Correctional Institution Sandstone in Sandstone, Minnesota. Uh, Following his release from prison, he returned to comedy. He moved to L.A. and became a regular (laughs) performer at the Comedy Store. He began to do stand-up appearances on late-night talk shows and specials on uh, on record and film, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I think I think I need to do a correction mm-hmm. now that I'm calmed down from my Disney rant. Sure. I don't think Disney and Pixar have anything to do with each other, do they? Um, no, Disney owns Pixar now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, did they I think, when I Toy think, Story first started? Uh, I think the first Toy Story was just the was Steve just, Jobs Pixar. Yeah, so um, that said, you know D- Disney's uh, attachment to continuity seems to be dependent on value, right? I think the Guardians of the Galaxy thing was like, well, this movie makes a lot of money, but a Marvel movie will make money no matter what. Who? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're in a weird space with... I just I just realized that I confused Disney and Pixar. Oh, yeah, no. Hey, they they are now one now that the I'm same. Now calm down. And actually, I just got a text. <laughs> Disney has acquired the podcast, so we're going to have to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we were traded. <laughs> yeah, there was a deal... So 20th Century Fox bought us, but then Disney got everything at 20th Century Do Fox. Do we get free tickets so to Disneyland? We don't. Oh, well, they no. said we can. We might be able to hand out drinks at Galaxy's Edge, though. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> but we have to crawl into a droid costume and scoot around on our knees. <laughs> as long as we get something. Great job. Uh, Courtney, you're getting a point. Shannon, I'm going to give you two points. Pity. Pity point. I'll take it. And, Pretty sure uh, I did poorly in the last game I played here, too. This isn't about doing poorly, okay? We're, we're I'm having a, a point about science about conversation. To my, yeah. to my knowledge. Sure, yeah. I mean, I am, I am judging you <laughs> numerically, but this isn't about that. This is about love. It's really what this is about. Is fiercely competitive. Oh. Well, okay, so what we'll do is we'll schedule you for another one, and we're going to figure out. <laughs> and you'll make it easier. What's, what's your wheelhouse? Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I want to, we got to get if in your wheelhouse. it's claw-related things, and I don't know what it is. I've, the I've, problem is, is when I say claw-related things, I pick a bunch of shit that's like 
adjacent to that and not directly related. Let's so like 90s cartoons on that. Right. Okay. Great. <laughs> You've made two Santa Claus jokes so far. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you killed Santa, so I don't want to. I don't want to hear I, it. I'm not over that yet. <laughs> Sorry. I'm surprised I didn't get negative points. For that. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't give you negative points because uh, spoiler alert, but you know, Santa doesn't actually exist. So. Yeah, I know. You don't, you don't know uh, that. I, it's true. I don't know that. I, I. Well, see, I killed the imaginary character. Then it's true. You killed. You killed the spirit of Santa. Sebastian, the fucking crab doesn't exist either. What? Right, but crabs do <laughs> sing when put in hot water. There's a whistling <laughs> noise that happens. So, uh, <laughs> Shannon, one through four. Uh, both number two. Number two. Do you have a vague idea about the law of the sea? The law of the sea? Yeah, the law of the sea. <laughs> it's it's a claw, right? I, I'm it's sea to... law. Law oh, of the sea. Yeah. Law of the sea. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. We're having a great time. Uh, Are we talking about mar maritime law? Uh, yeah, yeah, maritime law qualifies in, in this case. Sure. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, like, eat or be eaten. Uh, I think yeah. it's the law of the jungle. jungle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I will. I I feel like I can talk about maritime law, but I feel bad jumping ahead of claw here. So, all right, I'll I'll go second <laughs> on that. I mean, it's it's related to maritime law. It is not specifically maritime law, uh, but we're splitting hairs here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are you sure? Yeah, I'll say I have a big idea. I'll go a different direction with it. Yep. Okay. What do you so What do you got? It gets kicked over to me. Well, yeah. you you just say if you have a big idea or not. Oh yeah, sure, I have a big idea. Okay, Shannon, start say, a, start start talking. There about. is no law at sea, and that's why cruise ships have gambling and no drinking age and monkey knife fights and monkey knife fights and like weird uh, non-binding marriages or something yeah. i don't know if you're a sea captain you can marry anybody and for some reason it's like as real as like anything else <laughs> it's, it's crazy it's great i mean I, I i love that idea though yeah and, and you know I mean, you could probably go watch pay-per-view for free out there too what pirate it <laughs> okay, your clawfulness. What do you got? I think it's kind of like uh, what happens at sea stays at sea. <laughs> um, it's just the motion of the ocean, yeah. baby. Um, I think that for probably a really long time, people have people who do boat things have tried to maintain some semblance of order, but it is very difficult to because there's no governing body because of the implication. Yeah. No, sorry. That's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> so you really only have Poseidon. Only Poseidon rules at this point, right? Also and unless, may or may not exist. Yeah, unless the Kraken is released, you don't know if you're doing a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. So the minute you push off from the dock, it's like anything goes... But, like, we should try and be civilized, but, like, we might not be able to control it because the sun and the... Maybe we ran out of food and... The Yacht Rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man, Michael McDonald is causing all sorts of problems. <laughs> Do you believe? That's oh, what I... a fool believes. Oh, what, yeah. a fool, what, what a fool, fool believes. It does sound the same, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then it sounds like he says, the white man has the power is the next line. <gasps> But it's not what he says. That's not what he says. No, it's not. 
Michael McDonald, if you want to be the podcast. Those are my thoughts. Great. Uh, The law of the sea is a body of international law governing the rights and duties of states in maritime environments. So the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) It governs such matters as navigational rights, sea mineral claims, and coastal waters jurisdiction. Underwater treasure. Um, I think if, like, you'd be like, hey, your treasure is on top of where we want to put our offshore oil rig. So you better move that treasure. <laughs> you better move that treasure. <laughs> Get that heart of the sea out of here, so Rose. The body, the governing body is called law of the sea? I guess, yeah. It, it, it's not like international sea time. This just, uh, okay, uh, okay, yes. Um, <laughs> so this is a public law counterpart to admiralty or maritime law which concerns private maritime issues such as carriage of goods by sea, rights of salvage, (laughs) that would be your treasure, Treasure. collisions, and marine insurance. Although drawn from a number of international customs, treaties, and agreements, modern law of the sea derives largely from the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea. UNCLOSE is the acronym. Law of the Sea. UNCLOSE? (laughs) Do-do-do-do. Law of the Sea. We need to steal That's my husband. That's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) So tasty. So much pinching. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, whatever anybody's into, uh, we we are a pro people's likes podcast. Uh, It's sometimes regarded as a constitution of the ocean. So I won that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You did take maritime law. I only went the opposite direction because I wasn't I wasn't sure what maritime law was, so it's like I'm just gonna go lawless. <laughs> Let's just go crazy. <laughs> Great job, your claw, your clawfulness. You're getting two points, and and Shan Junior is gonna so get generous. Shan Junior is gonna get a half a point, and uh, we're back to you, Shan Junior. One one two or three? No, I think that one with me. Was it? Yeah, believe it was. Jeez, I was doing so well. You were doing really good. I really was on. holding it on. Okay. Your clawfulness. You get to pick one, two, or three. Two. Number two. Oh, it's time for Shannon's favorite topic. It's time to play Palm ou Palm de Terre. Each week on Palm ou Palm de Terre, I present an object that is neither an apple, palm, en français, or a potato, palm de terre, en français, and you get to tell us whether this object is an apple or a potato. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, foolishly, the palm of palm de terre was in my pocket the whole time. Uh. So, uh, <laughs> your clawfulness. Are these two tickets to Hamilton what? from when my wife saw it? My wife and I saw it in London. Are they an apple or a potato? I saw it in London too. Did you really? I did. No shit. And in November. Amazing. We saw it in April. Like... Yeah. So fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's very good. Also, they laugh at like different parts. Meaning they don't laugh when King George is made fun of. They kind of chuckled in, a, in our showing, but definitely not that much. I mean, because it's pretty, it's a pretty overblown, uh, foppish portrayal. This is an apple. It okay? Why is it an apple? <laughs> because it's um, is it represents a thing of natural beauty. And okay. I think a potato is very utilitarian, and an apple is actually a pretty sexy and cool fruit. Okay. Um, and shiny <laughs> and sweet. It How's is. That? It's got a, it's got a waxy uh, a, a shiny waxy sort of 
uh, level to it. Shannon, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say it's a potato. You're going to go the opposite direction. The opposite wow. Direction. Um, because there was a potato famine where people wanted potatoes, but they couldn't get them. Much like Hamilton tickets. Oh, <laughs> shit. Would you say that uh, a satirist of our time should suggest that people should just eat their children? <laughs> Instead uh, of going to Hamilton? Well, I, or no, I guess, I guess, it, I guess the suggestion, if, if Jonathan Swift were alive with us now, he would probably say, uh, have your children put on a version of Hamilton. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right? It's not it's, it doesn't it's not quite as It's biting. not as sharp. Yeah, it's not the sharpest satire. <laughs> if my children know the words to the Hamilton musical, then I would feel like I succeeded as a parent. It's it's a really good musical. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's very solid. It is really good. And it uh it it puts our words, the, the ethos of what we're supposed to be mm -hmm. in in a good uh, bold face. Hopefully someday we'll live up to that. Fingers Great job. Crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Excellent work. You are both going to get uh, one point each for identifying correctly. That is both an apple and a potato. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I was thrown off by that. <laughs> that's that's, my that's the point. least favorite round. Yeah, Shan <laughs> Shannon hates it. And uh, other than the last two weeks, she traditionally is the one to land on it. Um, and it's really funny when we get down to like one topic or two topics left and she's just getting like jittery and kind of a little bit of like it's always like the last two or three that was not that, yeah. we're down to three now right yep, yep. there's there's two, two left, left now yeah. yeah yeah it's wild it just it just hides there it hides like a potato it doesn't want to be seen <laughs> shannon mm -hmm. one or two we'll go with number one number one all right do you have a vague idea about a claw machine oh yeah sure okay Claw? Big idea. All right, great. Better than a big idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shan, claw machine. These are um, giant boxes that are usually found in arcades or grocery stores. Um, I actually haven't seen one in a really long time, but uh, especially when I was a kid. And they have a bunch of stuffed animals in them. The top is glass, and you put money in, and then you have like a video game controller, and you direct a... Uh, a claw is the only word I can think of to yeah, describe it. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a hand thing crane. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A crane. There we, we have go. A, a, a reticulated crane that is going to... Uh, yeah. and, you, and you try and pick pick it up and drop it in the, the side. Shoot. Mm -hmm. Where it will come out and you get a toy. And sometimes they put really expensive things in there like iPods. That's how long it's been since I've seen one. Oh, iPods yeah. were still a thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they still have iPods in some. It's probably a place where people are like, wow, that, that that's worth a lot of money. That's like an original iPod in its packaging, and it's still in the bottom of that claw <laughs> that machine. That actually probably would yeah. be worth a lot of money. Oh, man. It's totally like on, on the boardwalk in Jersey or and something. I feel, like, I feel like it has a reputation for being something that you don't win, but I feel like when I was a kid, I won it all the time. Really? Yeah. But maybe that was just my imagination of... Trying to remember things in your pleasantly. Claw <laughs> My claw dreams. I remember winning it a lot. You got that Bart Simpson every time. <laughs> Generic bear. <laughs> Speaking of the Simpsons, I mean, my one of my favorite gags on the Simpsons is uh, uh, when Homer starts a bowling team called the Pin Pals. Otto, <laughs> the bus driver, is one of the bowling team members, but. He gets kicked off because Mr. Burns wants to bowl, so Otto spends the rest of the time playing with the claw machine in the bowling alley, trying to get a Harvard diploma that is inside the claw <laughs> machine. 
and instead, I think, gets a lobster harmonica. Um, <laughs> ultimately, he is able to get the claw to grab one of the bolts holding the leg on the bottom of the claw machine, and that causes it to fall over, and I think leads to the divine intervention that results in them actually winning the bowling <laughs> tournament, but... Uh, that's fine. You guys have all seen it, Spoiler and if you haven't, alert. like, come on. Yeah. Uh. My one of my favorite gags on the rest of the development is when Buster um, has been playing the claw instead of going to army. <laughs> going um, to army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> army had half a day. It was like my Gmail away message for like seven years or something. <laughs> army had half a day. Um, Instead of going to army, he's playing claw machine and he gets really good at it and um, finds himself in a real life scenario where those skills um, can be put to use because oh, yeah. um, he has a claw himself. He no, um, no. it's not that. Um, oh. oh, that's right. Because he's stuck yeah. in a banana suit inside of the banana stand and needs to be rescued. I can't quite remember why, and he gets like inside of a huge like real life construction crane and pulls him. That's right. Pulls him out and then like. His instinct is to drop because he goes down to shoot, right? And like he's just like his brother goes into like free fall. <laughs> the first one I ever saw, I think, was a Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I don't uh, think I've ever won anything as as from, from playing it. So my association <laughs> is that it's like rigged, you know. Oh yeah, I I have never won anything from a claw machine either. I think I've probably only done it like three times because I'm I I feel like this was one of those things where my parents were just like, this is don't waste your time. <laughs> skip skip this like, one. Go, go play, play ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go play ski ball because at least like you'll know what you're getting and it'll happen. <laughs> Whereas this thing, you're gonna be like, uh, and and I feel like I played it because a lot of them are set up so that you move it. And it's kind of on a timer or something, so you only have so long to get it into position, and it's going to drop anyway. It doesn't yeah. look very strong. Yeah, and it'll, that would happen and it a lot. Really where it would grab something and let go of it, yeah, because it couldn't actually pull it out because it would be like it's usually stuffed animals that would be like half buried. So even if you got the arm, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have the force to totally pull it up. Yeah, yeah. I was really into like claw machines, and then there was another one where like you put in a coin, and it would maybe knock a bunch of other coins over. Oh I was yeah, just yeah. gonna talk mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. one because that's the other one that I felt like was kind of rigged. <laughs> I loved both because of those. the weight of the stacked <laughs> coins as it got pushed like made it sturdier somehow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I never it, won that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's has. a very, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, these are casino games. They're designed to take your money mm-hmm. and occasionally pay out something that probably costs $2. So if you go to a Chuck E. Cheese now, I actually had my 27th birthday at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and they are nothing but casinos now for little kids. Like, there's no, I think there's still skee-ball, but there's no actual video games. They're all just like a wheel of numbers and you hit a button, and whichever number is lit up, that's how many tickets you get. Oh my god, Like, that's they're all terrible. games like that. Plus, they've got, like, the costume characters walking around giving the kids free drinks, so they're just, like, <laughs> plugging money into these machines. The whole operation is questionable. Yeah. It is. Chuck E. Cheese is a little, it's a little kid's casino. You should have gone to the adult version. I just... An I actual mean, casino? Dave and Buster's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's adult Chuck E. Cheese, I think. Because yeah. oh, they actually absolutely. have video games, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Dance Dance Revolution and such. Though I feel like it's it it's weird. It's crazy how I used to love that stuff, but when I go into arcades now, especially the newer ones, I mean I love like going to barcades where they have old up upright video games and stuff. But like the newer ones, it's just so overwhelming. There's so much light. 
sound. <laughs> Kids today. And I realize, I know, I'm, I'm speaking like a 1,000-year-old man. But, uh, you know. But Game Boy was, like, black on, like, yellow. Yeah. There were no, I didn't play a color version of that. And right. I, yeah. Like, and it was um, pretty simple movements, as I recall. And, tell, and like, cartoons were, like, actually just, like. And we had Mouths so much moving. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and montages. Maybe. Like, yeah. It wasn't as stimulating. And I was fine with it. Because I didn't know any better. That's the key. Yeah. we. So what we need to do is keep children from knowing things. I'm pretty sure if you just gave a little kid a Game Boy instead of, like, introducing them to iPad or iPhone, like, they'd be fine. Know, they would be fine. They would be like, this is cool. I love Care Bears. Oh, sounds yeah. Like, sounds mm-hmm. like we're headed towards dog, too, here, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's my plan. <laughs> that was already in the works. That. It's going to be like Biodome and Dog Tooth put together. Ooh. So it's kind of fun. Was that the one with Polly Shore? Yes. Oh, yeah. We're, we're... And one of the Baldwins. Billy? No. Da- Daniel? One of the, one of the fuck-up Baldwins. Yeah, the, the Baldwin, you always forget. Yeah. Um, one of them is uh, also very religious. I think it's Billy. I... Yeah, I, yeah, because one of them, one of them has become something of a Fox News uh, contributor, I believe. And then you have uh, Alex, a- like the Alec and uh, and Alec, Billy, Stephen, and the other one. <laughs> What's another man's name? <laughs> well, wait, wait. One of you said Daniel. Is that a, is that a one? Yeah, Daniel is one. Okay. There's a Daniel Baldwin. There's a Billy Baldwin. There's an Alec Baldwin. And Stephen. Stephen. Oh, and a Stephen. Okay. Stephen's the one who was in Biodome, and I think Stephen the one is the one who's become religious. Because... I thought Stephen was. Oh, I thought Billy was the religious one. <laughs> no, I think... My instinct was to reach for my phone and verify. Yeah, I really you can. Was I don't the care. One in Backdraft and okay. Sliver. And is Billy so was good. also in uh, the movie with Cindy Crawford, uh, whose name escapes me. That was terrible because she she can't act, and I think she practices maritime law in that movie, which is fucking <laughs> funny. Uh, also practice on Arrested Development briefly. Oh, yeah? He says that he practices it. M- Michael Blue. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to get in bed with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. Like... <laughs> Who's playing a nice. fake blind <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. lawyer. <laughs> uh, Maggie Lizer. Maggie Lizer, I saw. <laughs> Excellent work. You're both going to get three points. I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> we, we, were, we were talking claw about machine. claw machines. Oh, it's it's beautiful. This is this is the ornate tapestry we're trying to weave here on a vague idea. Um, so wait, so uh, Shannon, is it back to you? No, that was me. That was you. See, I'm all I'm all turned around now. So your clawfulness. There's one topic left. Would you like that topic? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, do you have a vague idea about cat scratch fever? Yeah. Okay. Shannon. Cat scratch fever. I don't. No? Well, I'll say vague. Maybe okay. I can build something. Courtney, let's talk cat scratch fever. It's a real thing. Yeah. There's um, a, some sort of toxic compound in cat feces, and it gets under their nails because they cover it up, and if they scratch you, they can, like, transfer it to you, um, and it makes you a little cray, if I recall, or at least maybe it just puts on, maybe it just gives you a fever. Later, because that was always thrown around, and it was like, is that an old wives' tale? Is it a real thing? I learned it's a real thing. But 
recently, uh, within the last couple of years, there was um, some research that came out that was like far more disturbing than that for some reason. Like I feel like I can reasonably like avoid getting scratched by cats in my life, but um, sure. <laughs> Of all the things I worry about, I've like moved this one lower to the list. Um, <laughs> but that you're like being around your cat, you, like, you they can't help but um, leave, you know leave traces of the like litter and whatever they do in their litter box, like around your life, and like you um, ingest or digest or whatever, like over time, and it. Uh, somehow changes like the chemistry in your brain so that you love them more. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which like it makes so much sense to me and it's so fucking like bizarre. It sounds made up and being a cat owner I'm like yes this sounds right. That's so my weird. cat like incepts herself into my dreams by laying <laughs> by laying on my head at night. And I'll be like I had three dreams about Ezra last night. <laughs> She's like trying to choke me. <laughs> That's and what and cats also, are supposed to kill babies by stealing their breath. It's the the old wives' tale, I believe. Yes, yeah. um, everything comes back to witches. It's true. And I believe it was a Ted Nugent song. It that's correct. These are and my thoughts. it could explain a lot of Ted Nugent's positions on things. <laughs> His uh, general behavior and disposition. Yeah. The uh, just just quickly the so the mind altering cat parasite that you discuss, which is not related to cat scratch fever, mm-hmm. um, but there is but a still related to their poop. Yeah, tox, toxo, <laughs> It's called Toxoplasma gondii. Uh, it's estimated to be hosted by at least two billion people around the world. And new evidence suggests the, log- the lodger could be more dangerous than we think. While the protozoan invader poses the greatest risk to developing fetuses, uh, new research suggests that it could alter and amplify a range of neurological disorders. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm so far into like cat ownership because I grew up with one too. Like, like literally baby to 18. You've got so many of these parasites. It's too late oh, yeah. for me to do anything about it. And, and, uh, and to be clear, healthy adults healthy adults are generally not at risk from the parasite. Yeah. So if you're a pregnant woman, <laughs> stay clear. I feel like clear. I have it. Stay clear of that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it's crazy because it is. It's supposed to indenture like uh, this sort Feelings of camaraderie of and love yeah. and all this. Other. It's it's wild. That it's doesn't wild. sound so bad. <laughs> and, and I don't know if, uh, I'm not going to look it up because it'll take too long, but I, I would wonder if this is connected at all to the cat worship of Egypt and whether people just had this and were like, yeah, well, we love them. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't we love them? Yeah. They are our god. Because <laughs> they're witch animals too. I'm, when I, I'm like ha- only half joking about Ezra incepting herself into my dreams. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but like, I believe it. I really believe she has some like other some like paranormal abilities that I don't fully understand. Courtney, if you're in there right now, <laughs> please just. Claw is really her childhood cat that took over her brain. Listeners, for the last for the last twenty minutes, uh, our guest Courtney has been cleaning herself, and I didn't want to say anything, but now we've got real revelations. We're like we're like looking at pictures of my cat. I think that's how it would manifest. Shannon, what do you know about cat scratch fever? I I don't think I can add to that. That was so good. 
Yeah, that was very solid. Yeah. Very good. Uh, cat scratch disease. And then, and then a high note. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, babe. Come on. Uh, it's an infectious disease that results from a scratch or bite of a cat. Symptoms typically include a non-painful bump or blister at the site of the injury and painful and swollen lymph nodes. You may feel tired, have a headache, or a fever. And they typically begin 3 to 14 days following infection. So, Ugh, sounds like Lyme disease. Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. Cat scratch disease is caused by bacterium Bartonella hensilae, uh, which is believed to be spread by the cat's saliva. Uh. Which, yeah, but, you know, poop in anything isn't going to do any okay. good either. Uh, <laughs> young cats pose a greater here. risk than older cats. Occasionally, dog scratches or bites may, invo- may be involved. Wow, so they're collaborating. <laughs> this... This puts they the whole conspiracy in, in perspective. Dogs Everything and cats is living together. We are through the looking glass, people. Uh, they threw us off the trail by like pretending not to get along, but really they're collaborating <laughs> to take down the human race. Antibiotics, etc. You're fine, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, doesn't seem like it does anything How else. Do they crazy. You? You're like, I really love my cat. They're like, well, we better get you on antibiotics. <laughs> What are you here for today? What brought you in? Let's let's I get you. My cat. I'm so I'm so enamored. I can't stop thinking about her. Let's get you a meal and just let's just sit You've down. Okay? You, seem okay. you seem okay. You seem okay. Oh man, that's excellent. That was uh, fun, Courtney. I'm gonna give you two points, and I'm gonna give Shannon one point, just cause. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to add the scores up real quick so you guys can can talk. Or maybe Rex can, can come in again. <laughs> Either way. Dinosaur? Yeah, you can play Thanks. with my dinosaur. There you go. Why did Rex bring you a dinosaur? I don't know. I appreciate that he did, though. It was very thoughtful. Yeah, it definitely, it it reads like a birthday cake decoration. Um, but but bigger and more detailed. Yeah, it's Because, like, the heavier. little birthday, yeah, the little birthday cake ones would be, this. it would be the same Stegosaurus pose. But it would be like a single plastic color with maybe like black uh, yeah, black plates trees. on the side. Yeah. There was a yes. volcano involved. I had that cake yes. probably five times. <laughs> <laughs> the The first thing that I ever had published as a writer was a book that I wrote in kindergarten that was published by our school library that was still there last time I went, which was like Aww. six years ago. But it was all about dinosaurs. And that was because I was super obsessed. And uh, I even got connected with um, Jack Stuckey, who used to be the head paleontologist at the Museum of Nature and Science. So I spent a day with him when I was like, I think nine or ten. Um, I think wow. he's passed since, but yeah, I, I, I just I never I never went down the path. But I was always just like, wow, amazing, because they are right. Uh, crazy that humans and dinosaurs were alive at the same time and Jesus and everything. And all of I mean, that, wow, yeah. you know, it's pretty remarkable. I have an Instagram account for you to follow. Ooh, okay. Um, his name's at Dinosaur Whisperer. At Dinosaur Whisperer, And I think right? he might work, I think he might work for um, uh, the Natural History Museum in New York, like in the dinosaur department. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, like, he's yeah. incredibly good looking and really funny and like is obsessed with dinosaurs and I, I believe it's his job. And so you get all the things together, and it's like That's, so charming. Oh man! And he got to like it was clear, he has such a childlike excitement for like what he does and his interests that it's clear that it, it comes across. Yeah, I feel like it would be everything would be a discovery, and it's so. I think I think I think that's the thing I like about this about sciences the most is that there's no, well there there is, um, 
But despite the conspiratorial language that some people on the right use about science, like, people mostly aren't doing it to hit it big and make a shitload of money. Like, the discovery is the joy, and putting numbers together and seeing a trend is the joy. Like, figuring something out is the whole deal. It's not like, oh, wow, we found oil and we're rich. And fuck everybody else. <laughs> um, it's a very different thing. And it's I think like, that's the thing that I that I most admire about science is it's mm-hmm. like, wow, this is just there is curiosity here and that's the driver. It's mm-hmm. not it's not profitability, it's curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why else we're here. Really. I yeah. If not I to mean, like discover. That and love. That's all we've got, yeah, right? That's yeah. All got. Yeah. I I don't know how you couldn't be curious about the world around you. There was um continues to be a archaeological dig in liquid of dinosaur bones i is saw it really? on really? national news i didn't really see local news but it's like oh because they broke ground on something and they found bones I, I right like, so, like the size of this table like i saw pictures of them like carefully extracting these bones from the earth like 20 minutes from here what that's crazy like a week ago they gotta look it up. up they found so many dinosaur bones mm-hmm. in colorado it's awesome that it's still happening though. yeah that's oh, yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah i i yeah because there's so much we don't know and so many things about paleontology from then where, you know, some of it was, well, these things kind of fit together. So they probably belong together. They were in the same area. But we understand more about how most of the country was under an ocean at one point. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, stuff got all sorts of churned up. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you got. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I had a hamster when I was uh, 10, 11 that was named Muss after the Mosasaurus, which was the smallest dinosaur that I that, that was in any of the books that I had at the time. Aww. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. He had a stroke. Oh. It was sad. Fuck that there. Your yeah. hamster had a stroke? He did, yeah, because I woke up one day and like half of like just half of his body didn't work. Aww. And so we had to do the old uh, bag and exhaust pipe treatment. Shut up. I, I, that's what my dad did. It took a really long time. It took a really long time to do it. <laughs> It's better than like hitting it over the head. You couldn't do anything else. There wasn't, there, there weren't, there weren't uh, hamster Mayo clinics to just kind of do rehab no to get back from the stroke either. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. You know. Sometimes. I, like, I like how you said that, that trick like that's a standard trick. I've never, I've heard, never that heard that before. That. No? It's like dangerous for the human who's administering it. Well, you just, you just put the, you put the thing in a bag and then you put the bag on the end of the exhaust pipe you and keep- you. Let it asphyxiate. That's which is probably the most humane way to kill a pet. It probably is. I literally have never heard. Of I've this. never heard. Of and it. granted, really like I had so much fun. It was like laughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns and into hamster murder. And now I'm worried about you. Hamster uh, euthanasia. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and I have scores tabulated, guys. <laughs> Your clawfulness, you have won. The game tonight with 15 points. Yeah. Shannon had 14 points. Yeah. It was a real close one. I'll take your word for it. It was, that, it was that, that. didn't feel like a great performance, and I was I was inspired by your answers. So it was that strong congrats, finish. Only every other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so, for having me on. Yeah. So, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, anything that's important to you that you want people to know about? Um, my first thought was to plug this movie that I just saw on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my work. 
We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> because I, after I finished it, I was like, who can I tell about this? Who might share this, like, like eccentricity, like, quirky is it, trait? Is it, is it neon something or other? Um, is that the movie and you're I thinking did, of? And, it, and I didn't think of you in the moment, but oh. now that we're together, I'm sure. like, sorry I didn't text you. I'm going to tell you now. It's called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Bathtubs Over Broadway. Okay. It's a documentary. Great. And uh, a former Letterman writer... Um, we used to have to go find records for Dave's record. It was like a skit, a skit segment, and he would find like the most absurd, like naturally funny titles, pictures, whatever. And he started coming across industrial musicals that were labeled like not for commercial use or a souvenir only kind of thing. And he, they were all very weird. Like the bathrooms are coming was the title of one. <laughs> and like it had this like sort of Brady Bunch like imagery on it and different boxes and like none of them made any sense. And he and it was just like a, he became an obsession, I would say, and it un it 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 got so far that it also became very tender and like humanizing. Like <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you love, if you love musicals, which you saw Hamilton, I feel like. You're, but yeah. also the yeah. like eccentric like collector mentality. I also have. I have. I right. Have okay. That's what I'm telling yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. And your listeners <laughs> probably are in a similar vein. Work-wise, um, we have so many of. We have an exhibition open right now um, until the end of August. Uh, of a Colorado artist who's spent his most almost all of his career. His name's Clark Rickert. The show's called Clark Rickert in Hyperspace. And um, he is really, uh, really interested in the fourth dimension. Cool. And so there are aspects of it that I cannot explain is fully because I don't understand it. Yeah. Okay, great. It's time. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I knew what the fourth dimension was. And beyond. Was. He's interested oh, yeah. in dimensions sure, sure. beyond that. You can, you can extend the fourth dimension to a number of different yeah. things. But I, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, these are things I only have a vague idea about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there, there'll be a book signing. We're having a pool party in hyperspace on July 13th. And um, there's all kinds of stuff happening. MCADenver.org. Thank you for the opportunity to Hell yeah. put a plug in. Well, I'm, and I'm so, I, I, I don't feel like I've had the chance to congratulate you in person for the job with, that you've had I for like it. six months almost, probably. Yeah, but almost. Yeah, but it's so cool. And I'm only like 90% very jealous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a, I mean, to have, to have that huge sliding wall door open for you every day and be like, I work here. That, yeah. yeah. That's a definition of, 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 of some glee. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you. <laughs> Shannon, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I'm just going to plug uh, Steno one more time and thank, thank Rex for yeah. hooking us up with these microphones and wires. There's wires everywhere. Oh, man. So many, <laughs> so many hoses. If you like wires, in them. come to Steno. <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a very uh, official looking space. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening so much to the show. This is uh, uh, this is kind of a labor of love for us. Uh, we we don't spend any money on advertising. It's all word of mouth. So if you like it, tell people, tell them that you like it and that you want them to listen to it, or at least just subscribe and download it. And you can delete it. I don't care. Like just <laughs> you know, give us give us that little bump by sacrificing a tiny bit of your megabytes, gigabytes on your thing, whatever. Um, you know, it's we're just gonna, like, it's our heroin. Yeah. Just we're to just see how many downloads we get. You get <laughs> yeah. your Tim yeah. Allen cooking. That's right. <laughs> except, Allen cooking. except under no circumstances will Shan Jr. and I roll on each other. We're going to jail together, baby. <laughs> right? Yeah. Two. Snitches get, no, snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. Uh, <laughs> I just 
snitches. Okay. <laughs> um, if you want to follow our Instagram, it's at a vague idea podcast. Uh, if you want to follow our Twitter, which not very many people do follow, but that's fine. It's a vague idea pod. If you want to follow me, it's at Nate Regolia on both of those things. And thank you guys for listening. It's it's really a pleasure to do this, and hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, if you want to be on the show, reach out through any of those platforms. Odds are good that we'll we'll have you as a guest, and you can have as much fun as we're having <laughs> That's awesome. right now. Uh, I had a blast. See, Courtney, Courtney likes it. Her clawfulness. No one paid me to say that. It's true. This is not a not a paid I'm, statement. I'm claw, and this is my statement. So what we've got right now is that uh, someone has. Uh, advocated for enjoying this podcast who was not paid which is better than uh the current president has for any of his facebook ads so that's pretty good uh so yeah hey um i've been trying to think of a catchphrase so that i stop having nothing to say at the end of the show so i'm just gonna say hey this has been a vague idea uh, be safe out there bye-bye bye bye <laughs> a vague idea is written and produced by me nate regolia Shannon Page and John Peros. If you like this podcast and you like anime, you should check out my podcast with Sean Grolkowski called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Spaceboy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com. 